mother is bleeding. At least I have a husband, you know. Does anybody here believe it? Okay, we are back with the Josiah episode, meaning (laughs) episode eight. So I was like, why wasn't I doing it as like naming it them as the kids as we go through episode eight, eighth child. So it's the Josiah episode. Oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Get it. Get it. So today I first actually, I just wanted to start off by saying how much, how much joy I'm getting out of this. First of all. And why is that? Because first of all. I mean, I'm just enjoying knowing, having seen it before, then going back and rewatching it, knowing what we know now, like I keep saying, fascinating anyway. So already loving it. But to see it through you seeing it for the first time, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I'm so fully invested in this because I realize what it is, is like, you know, like when you hear parents say that, like, oh, you've not experienced Christmas until you see Christmas through the eyes of your child. Correct. That's exactly how I feel. Like seeing this all through through your pure eyes, like, you know, for the first time. Is... Look, look with your special <laughs> with your eyes. Special eyes. Uh, it definitely like has taken on a whole different form of like, I, I'm just saying for anybody out there who needs a little like something in their life, ha- make your partner watch this with you. It, it It's very interesting. Yeah. Love it. It's except it's a present I don't want. You love it. <laughs> so this episode was a lot uh, <laughs> i told tim i'm like you don't even know that's what i love about it is like yeah. watching it through this i'm like you don't even you don't even know what's coming and i was so excited when we got to this episode particularly because this is where it gets going yeah this was it was a lot i uh i started actually watching it early we have a we have like a role now you know like a schedule yeah we're we getting kind a routine of a, going yeah, there you go, a routine. And um, I actually started watching this episode early because I knew that there was a lot. Um, and I realized I had written about a page and a half of notes and I was eight minutes into it. <laughs> and, and this is only one of the short episodes because yeah. we're not into the full hours. This is so like a 20-something minute episode yeah. and you got like <laughs> eight minutes in and three yeah. pages. <laughs> like I had to stop. I did it in installments because I was like, man... This is intense. Well, yeah, and I realized that for a 20-minute episode, it took me an hour and a half to watch it all (laughs) because I, like, you know, I stop and I pause and I rewatch things and I'm, like, writing things down. It's like, Mm -hmm. god damn, they they just, the content just keeps on rolling. (laughs) So this Um, episode, uh, they don't leave a lot to be desired by the name. It's very straightforward. The episode is called Josh Gets Engaged. So <laughs> what happens in this episode? Not a lot of mystery involved in oh, this. Okay. But the episode starts off with just Jim, Bob and Michelle just kind of, you know, waxing poetic about, you know, their precious Joshua. <laughs> Michelle says that he takes initiative and he gets the job done. If he sets out to do something, usually he finishes it, which we know. Oof. He set out to watch CSAM and he got a partition. He saw it through. Like, we know. We know. He's, he really sees things through. And apparently he finished. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> Yeesh. 
then uh, Boob, he says that, you know, he's like a real, Josh is a people person. Mm-hmm. He's he's sensitive to others. He's likable. He has charisma. And it's like, ugh. Just, <laughs> it's just gross. And then the next scene is goes to Josh sitting in their little, like, their little AV room, you know, when he remember in that one, the yeah. early specials where he was all no, no, like rugrats allowed. Yeah, that was it. Like rug, that. Rugrats, yeah. no rugrats allowed. So yeah. he's in that little like AV room. Mm-hmm. Think of all the things he's watched in that room. <laughs> oh god. And it's Josh calling Pa Keller. Pa Keller, what you know, is his future father-in-law, and he's calling him to ask if he can about proposing to Anna. And I just want to note, did you see the screensaver? Uh, it was like a bastardized, like, I love Lucy heart that had Josh plus Anna. Forever. Forever, yeah. Yes, it was, a, qu- yeah. It was quite the look. Yeah. So he's calling Pa Keller. And um, it's kind of funny because I don't know if you noticed, like, the verbiage flipped back and forth a couple times. At points, it was like, you know, Josh is talking about proposal and then, like, Pa Keller says, oh, yeah, we'd be happy for you to, like, court her. And it's, like, usually by propose- proposal, you've already courted. So it is this weird flip-flopping of terms. Yeah. Which is just something I kind of want you to, like, keep in mind. Oh, yeah. I There was a lot of things where I think from our perspective are steps that you would do before you, like, made somebody your fiancé. But they're completely flip-flopped. Like... There and we'll and we'll get to it later on as we talk about it. But yeah, there was a lot of things where it was like, oh yeah, I asked for her hand, and then now I can get to know her. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's so <laughs> fucked up. But just specifically the going back and forth where he's talking proposal and then he says courtship, and I'm like, oh wait, wait this is just getting weird. Right. So then it goes to um, like. Pa Keller and Ma Keller standing there <laughs> and she says about like nothing. She just stores, you know, she does what the, what the, mm. these women do. They just like adoringly gaze smile. at their husband and smile yeah. and listen to, you know, every word. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because Pa Keller says that months ago, Anna told him that, you know, she thought Josh was the one and he told her, well, don't, don't say anything. Let's pray about it. Let's wait. <laughs> Be quiet. And he goes on to specifically say, like, we didn't drop any hints to the Duggars. We just prayed. And I just told her, keep, you know, be quiet. And then he said, God did a work in Josh's heart. Couple things about that. <laughs> just kind of remember this in general for later okay. on for the deep dive. But also, doesn't it make it sound that, like, oh, my daughter was interested in him. And it was like, thank God, God. <laughs> thank God God got involved and now he likes my daughter like <laughs> and, you know it's just like a weird he did a work in Josh's heart yeah just so I'm like that I feel a little insulting to it I don't know it's just such a they're, but the way they say things is just so weird I feel like there's a lot of verbiage that's very uh minimizing totally uh, that's to, the word to the kids or to uh their female spouse yes like, exactly it's just a lot of like oh well you have your place and you have no authority to figure out anything to it. Um, it's, like, it's like, like Josh couldn't have been interested if God hadn't gotten involved. Right. Yeah. The women, it feels like the women in this group don't have any agency. Yeah. Yeah. 
which the word agency in itself is a creepy word. That was See, very much of my Mormon time oh in God. life. So like you saying a- agency alone is like, boo. <laughs> See, and I'm coming at it from like a narrative, like video game oh. kind of area where they talk about player agency. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it's like you having control in certain situations or, you know, so you get a choice or if like they want to show you something narrative driven, they take away your agency because they want you to follow these certain story beats. So Got it. Very it different. Very different than from for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the funny thing is like Josh is, you know, asking this permission and he says special about like 467,000 times. He says, you know, I really want you guys to take her somewhere somewhere special. Like, you know, when I when I say special, I mean special. And he says, I'm not talking McDonald's. Like he specifically mentions that. And I just wanted to kind of uh <laughs> So there's a an account that I follow on Instagram that's uh the handle is it's Roused Hour and she had posted Shout out. Yeah, she had posted a video of like a compilation of Josh and Anna saying like wow a million times which we'll get to with the <laughs> wedding. You it's yeah. great. And like I commented and I'm like, "Oh my god, love this. This is up there with saying special 600 <laughs> times during the during the proposal and she was like oh yeah and so then she went and made it and i can't remember she like keeps like a running tally count yeah i can't remember the final number but i'll definitely be putting it like on our instagram so you guys can see it but it's so funny because like i didn't even realize special was even said by michelle so many times like this is like the special episode (laughs) (laughs) so he's uh very you know adamant that this be special and that's when Pa Keller says that, you know what we'll do? We'll take her to this restaurant called Gator Landing. It took him a while to remember that restaurant, though. Yes. Um, there so, was like this really awkward moment where he was like, well, there's this place. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it's on the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh is looking it up and he's like, Gator Landing. <laughs> but because the whole shtick is that it's Anna's 20th birthday and... She was supposed to be coming to Arkansas like the next week, but it's you know going to be this huge surprise that Josh shows up there. So she thinks she's going for a birthday lunch with her parents, blah blah blah, and then he's going to show up. So then after uh, after that scene, it goes to Josh announcing it to the entire family. Yep. That he you know is going to go propose to Anna. Mm-hmm. And did you take notice of what Jessa said? Um, lay it on me. So Jessa said she knew something was up because the Keller family picture was hung in the studio, the little oh. AV room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said that he carried around the family picture with him too. <laughs> but a couple things here. Do you notice how she said she knew something was up? Not that, oh yeah, they've been courting. Right. Like I feel if they had legitimately been courting, mm-hmm. people would have been like, yep, they but it was like, no, 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 there was a picture hung. That's the clue. I don't know. So the whole thing is just a little bit fishy. And there's actually a (laughs) lot of speculation about this kind of online of people being like, I really don't think she knew that they had to hit like that. They hadn't really been courting. Maybe they talked a little bit, but Mm. there wasn't like an official courtship. And he just kind of jumped straight to proposal. Mm. Um, Later on at the very end of the episode, going into the next one, they specifically show Josh saying that they'd been courting for six months, but I'm not sure I buy it. I think that they were kind of talking. I'm, I go ahead and finish your statement. No, I just think that they were kind of talking. And then like suddenly like he just jumped straight to proposal. 
Yeah, I I kept writing notes about this, but like when he sh- spoiler alert when he shows up to the restaurant to propose, um, it felt like they really didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Oh yeah, so and it's yeah, so awkward. Yeah, I even put way? on here. Uh, I feel like they're pantomiming what a proposal should look like. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll like, talk about that when we good. actually get to the proposal, so oh, we can dive man. into their mannerisms. But yeah, and so I'm glad that you said that this is a thing because I felt that that I was like, I don't think they really know that much about each no, other. No, they really no, they don't. So after he announces this to the family, uh, shows Josh packing up to fly, and he had multiple cans of Pringles. Got to bring the necessities. <laughs> So he's packing and he's got this, you know, I see two cans of Pringles and then he's getting like the, the hug from Jim Bob and it's like he's being like seen off. Then he actually gets to the airport and Jessa says that they had to keep taking things out of his bag because he mm-hmm. had too much stuff and it shows them like repeatedly weighing it. Yeah. I saw two cans of Pringles when they showed him packing. Correct. And then when they show him going through his bag, like suddenly there's like four or five. I'm like, fuck with the Pringles, man. Right. Aren't you gone for like two days? Should have but- stuck with that as his vice. <laughs> right. Um, there was also a really awkward dad hug. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Lego, ha- Lego hair does not seem like the dad that's like really attentive to his children anyway. Um, as shown when he was not even in a light jog when his kid was lost <laughs> in a goddamn kid. airport. Um, but there was this obviously staged, awkward, like side dad hug with Josh. And he was like, good luck. Hope it goes well. Like it was, it was real rough. (laughs) Yeah, it was. So after, you know, he, he flies there with, you know, he's got all of his Pringles now. Uh, Or actually, (laughs) did you see the part where when he was going up the escalator, chewing his gum, like a fucking dairy cow. (laughs) And I was like, of course he would like mouth gaping open. Like, (laughs) yeah, he's just gross. But I also put that maybe it was product placement. They were trying to snag that sweet Pringles deal. They, no, they're like know. the fundy people. They're like, they, they, that's who they're trying to, you know, um, pander to. They're like, look, you like Pringles. <laughs> so um, then there goes to a talking head about how Josh talks all about how when you're dating, you're giving away pieces of your heart. And then when you find the one... You don't have your whole heart to give anymore. So he's been saving his whole heart for the one. Which Yeesh. is just such a common thing amongst the whole purity culture bullshit anyway. Yeah. Like even even taking out like their full blown like courtship like kind of stuff. Just like you just hear this anyway amongst like Christians like super conservative. It's like, you know, just giving giving away pieces of your heart. Like people can't possibly be a whole person. Right. If they've dated one other person. Like, it's just <laughs> such a weird fucking concept that, like, they yeah. cling so hard to. And I, 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 it's weird. Yeah. I think it by, it, uh, shows off kind of the, the piousness that we've talked about a lot so far in this podcast, where it's the, well, obviously you're a, a more pure person because you didn't kiss somebody. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't understand it at all. And then, so Josh is now preparing for that. He gets to Florida and he's preparing. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and he shops for a shit ton of balloons. Arguably my favorite character in this show. Who? The balloon guy. <laughs> I don't so, think I remember. So painting the picture. I, I rewatched it like four times. because Dang I was it, just, I'm going to have to go back now. I was just giggling to myself. Um, 
the joke that I made was that this guy is what I imagine in my head when I read a headline that says, a Florida man. <laughs> so he was uh, white, probably early 40s, really, really tight, like jerry curl, black hair, epic Fu Manchu. Oh, interesting. I don't remember this at all. And so I think he's the Florida man. He's the kind of guy that I think has uh, three jet skis, but none of them work, Mm, you know, like, but easily. And he didn't do much. Like they just, as Josh is doing a voiceover, he goes to the counter, he picks up the balloons. The guy just goes, good luck, man. (laughs) Like that was it. But he's my instantly my favorite character. Okay, I'll have to go back and watch for Balloon Man. I hope he has a J name because it would just fit so good. (laughs) Jabaloon Man. Jabaloon Man. There you go. (laughs) If anybody knows Jabaloon Man, uh, get in contact with us. We'd love to have him on the pod. Oh, man. Okay, so then it's the next day, the day of the proposal, Anna's 20th birthday. And I guess the thing about it being her 20th birthday is Anna herself had said that, like, she didn't want to, like, there's, again, with the conflicting, like, information, I have read that she said that she didn't want to court until she was 20, and I've also, like, she didn't want to, like, do any, so on her 20th birthday, if you haven't been court, like, just, that really to me is showing how much this isn't lining up because if she didn't want to court that means in her head these last six months she's not been courting i don't you know it's just really odd so it's her 20th birthday so that's the whole idea behind all this Mm -hmm. josh shows shows up to gator landing and (laughs) he's wearing a suit and he looks real dorky real real dorky he's gonna do it outside but it's raining so they move it inside Mm -hmm. they're like setting up the hidden cameras so that they don't see then the kellers show up and what do you know? Anna and Ma Keller are matching exactly. Exactly. Yep. They're wearing pink polo like shirts where the collar's white. Yep. And then it's pink with like white stripes and they're wearing their denim skirts. Can and we like, talk about her 90s hair? Oh, like the super crunchy curl. Crunchy like curls, but with the super, <laughs> super straight flat yep. bangs that are like centered and then you like peel them back behind your ears, mm-hmm. like press them behind your ears. Yeah. She was, uh, as the kids say, a whole vibe. Oh, it was such a vibe. <laughs> but you know, and then there's Ma Keller, who like who, who matches their mom at 20 years old? It just shows the <laughs> juvenile, like my, it's, it's so yeah, it's just like this juvenile thing. Well, it goes back to, uh, what was it, a couple episodes ago where they were like, what, uh, they were asking one of the kids, like, what do you feel when people say, like, you guys don't have, like, any individuality? And, like, that's a good example. Like, you're usually younger children are very much like, nope, my parents are my people, and, and you're you're on board. And then as you kind of grow up and, and ex- you know, meet other people, um, that kind of starts to separate a little bit. But like, yeah, the, the matching clothes is a little odd. Yeah. And I want to know, like, was it Anna's idea? Was it Ma Keller's idea? Or is this just such a normal thing that that was just like Tuesday for them? And then, um, but you also saw it with uh, Josh yes. and her yeah. for the rest oh, of the yeah, episode. You, you get to wait and see, man. For the rest of they, the episode, yeah. I was like, why are they matching? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, she just moves on later on. She's lucky girl, she goes from matching with her mother now to her fiance. <laughs> They're like literally wearing the exact same shirts. Her fiance yeah. with the question mark. Yeah. Like that's how this episode feels. Feel. Yeah, for real. Okay, so then, so the Kellers come. They sit down, and Josh comes around the corner with all these fucking balloons. <laughs> like, I get the idea is that it's her birthday, but this is a proposal. <laughs> 
So it, it just takes me back to when I was in high school. And I don't know if this was specific to my high school or my era or whatever, but it just reminds me of how back then it was the cool thing for your friends to bring you a shit ton of balloons. So then you had to walk around all day with them. Correct. Not one or two, like a fucking shit ton. Yeah. And this is exactly what it looked like. He comes around the corner and I'm like, this is what I did in high school. So again, with they're both 20 years old. Josh is also 20 years old. The fact that they, this is what they think of as like a good idea. Again, this like juvenile mentality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like if you had a bunch of balloons at my proposal, Tim, dear God. (laughs) I, and I think, this leads into one of my issues with just that mentality in general. Um, Josh repeats multiple times, you know, now you, uh, I even have it right here. Um, once you, once we're engaged, then you really get to know her better. Yeah. So you should know her already. (laughs) Yeah. So he obviously couldn't plan a personalized proposal because at the end of the day, he kind of doesn't know shit about this girl. Exactly. Like, Yes, that's exactly it. And she looks so confused. Well, yeah, so when he comes around, and, like, so she is shocked as shit. Like, this is not made up. Like, she is shocked. And the thing that I kept, like, rewinding and watching is, did you notice how, like, literally breathless she was? Like, yeah. she was, like, heaving. She looked like she was going to pass out. But yeah, like, she was heaving. She's breathless. Like, I mean, she is genuinely like a, shocked. And it didn't seem like a... Let me be cutesy. Yeah, and it also didn't seem like a good, like, oh, man, I'm just overwhelmed with emotion, uh, overwhelmed with positive emotion. She's just shocked as shit. Yeah. Take my breath away. (laughs) So she's over here heaving. She needs a fucking paper bag. And then... um, Get used to that, sister. (laughs) So then... um, you know, she obviously at this point thinks that he's just showing up because they're happy birthday balloons and he, <laughs> and she thinks he's just there for her birthday. So then Mon and Pa are like, oh, we'll be right back. And they get up and they leave the booth. And one thing that I thought was <laughs> it's like so incredibly awkward because did you notice how she's leaning away from yes, him the entire yes. time? Yeah, leaning hard because yeah. they're in like a booth. Yes. They're in like a U-shaped booth. Uh, and her parents are on the other side, so he shows up and like slides in on her side. And I specifically put she keeps leaning away real like, bad. The hardest lean I could even like, and I literally would go back and just like rewatch, and I'm like, this bitch is like noticeably putting space between them. So, so her parents are gone, and so I feel like she's leaning away even more now because her parents are gone. And um, yeah, so they're just like chatting a little bit, but not much. And then all of a sudden. He stands up and he tells her, come here. And she's just like, you know, shocked and bewildered, yeah. this poor girl. And um, she stands up and then she realizes what's happening. So she goes to take off the ring on her that she has on that hand. Mm-hmm. And then he, all he says is, Anna, will you marry me? And that's it. That's it. And I'm not saying that everybody's proposals end up being like a long speech. Right. But again, going back to what you were saying. There's nothing to say. They don't know each other. There's Correct. nothing to go. You've done this in my life. Mm-hmm. You've done that. They have not spent alone time together. Yeah. You don't know these fucking people. So yeah. there's no way. Again, you can make this a personal. Li- Ooh, you can. Um, She's slamming her I'm, table I'm, I'm over like here. I'm like getting all mad over here. Um, the arms you, are waving. <laughs> but there was no way that this proposal could be in any way like yeah. personal. No, not at all. And. Going back to like the statement I made before, the epitome of that 
was once again in the talking head era or area. Um, they, Josh says, man, I, I love her so much and now I can get to know her. It's so fucking it's, weird. It you know- feels like you're watching somebody severely stunted. Oh, it's learning it, how to do something. Like it makes me uncomfortable. Exactly. Like I'm literally yeah. uncomfortable watching yep. it. I enjoy it, but I'm uncomfy. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. But it also takes me back to when I was um in church as a teenage girl, like one of my leaders, because I you know grew up Mormon. Mm-hmm. One of my church leaders, I remember her telling me that like, oh, and after it's so much fun. Like she was newlywed ish ish. Okay. Or like in her like mid twenties, mm-hmm. and I remember her telling me, you know, it's so fun when you get married because you learn so much. About about them like <laughs> i learned that my husband doesn't eat any vegetables and i was like 13 14 and i'm like you didn't fucking know he didn't eat vegetables before <laughs> you got married like to me that's basic shit yeah so she's not even like she's saying like oh he opened up these big things to me it's like i just learned he doesn't eat fucking vegetables <laughs> so not as you know they're not as bad as fundy where you are allowed to date and like things like that mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that in this like you know this box that religion pits, puts you in of like really not getting to know people before you fucking marry them. Right. <laughs> and it's just so fun to learn later on. Yeah. And I, I think when it comes to small idiosyncrasies, it's not that bad. But think about how many large kind of relationship breaking things that you don't get to to know of beforehand. Yeah. And, then and then you're you, locked in. And then you're potentially locked in. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, she's, she says yes, and then a side hug ensues. And that's, as, that's about it. It was that steamy side hug. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Josh says in his talking head that he didn't have to fight himself off from kissing her, but that he loves her that much. He wanted, uh, he wanted to, the best that he could do was to show restraint was by, you know, just hugging her. Right. There's a... A talking head with Michelle uh, during this time. And I did think it was interesting because she talks about why they wait to do everything. And it's, you know, this purity thing and blah, blah, blah. And I did think it was very fascinating because, like you've said before, she wasn't born into this religion. Yeah. So she got to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then now none of her kids get to do it. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that let your kids do whatever you want. I'm not saying that. You know, ideas of of purity are necessarily a bad thing all the way through. But I do think it's odd that it was like you got your yayas out. It's so unfair, and yeah. it's an overarching theme with all of these people that you know it's different. Like you said, wanting better for your children if you had some really bad things happening to Correct. you, or whatever. But there's another thing to then completely overcorrect into this whole other direction where now you have stunted them entirely. Yeah, <laughs> and like- there's and there's a this is a tiny bit. Um, ahead in the episode but there's a talking head with Jim Bob and he brings up like the whole like dating courting thing and he's like well you know Michelle had a couple boyfriends before she met me and she had some baggage from those and we just didn't want our kids to go through that yeah which is such a, again we're talking about how it things like it's always like kind of like a jabs at the women yeah and, like, yeah this is that's a, how I took it yeah because I'm like it's a fucking jab it's like oh 
you know, poor Jim Bob had to deal with all of Michelle's baggage. All his boyfriend baggage. Yeah, and it's like, what? They got married when she, Michelle was fucking 17. How many fucking boyfriends and, and things could have happened? Oh, and how, she kissed two boys and yeah. that's the baggage? And how serious was it really? Like, if you're like 17 to 19 years old, how serious are those it's relationships? It's so fucking overdramatic and it puts him on a pedestal because like he didn't bring this baggage in, but Michelle did. And here he is just dealing with it like the fucking saint that he is. Yeah, and it... It just felt like, oh, well, all dating must be bad because she had, quote, baggage. Of some it just, sort. It, it fucking pisses me off. I yeah. know, like, oh, go, go, good for Jim Bob, you know, dealing with all Michelle shit. And I'm not even a Michelle fan, but I'm like, that's such bullshit. Yeah. Like, he just thinks he's so great. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to where were we? Um, so Michelle talks about how special it is, saving your first kiss for marriage, and that she hopes that this inspires others to consider it. Yeah. One of my favorite things of this was they interviewed uh, the only person from Gator Landing. Hope it's still there. Uh, Not a. uh, It was she was just very funny. Um, She kept random. They kept randomly interviewing her during parts of this uh, proposal thing, and I guess they asked her something about. you know, not kissing until they're married and stuff. And she's like, well, I mean, if they want to not put it out in the public, good for them. I mean, people are eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, she was funny. Yeah. Like, and you could tell that she was just kind of like standing there, like kind of like sheepishly a little bit. But yeah. then she's like, yeah, people are eating. So it felt that's like up she to was them. The, it felt like she was the only one that wanted to talk. Yeah. You know. All right. So anyway, so um, they sit back in the booth and her like her parents come back and they sit back down and oh no wait i'm sorry i read that wrong um after josh proposes they sit back down it's just the two of them at this point sorry Mm -hmm. and i noticed that she's no longer leaning away yeah she's not leaning towards necessarily correct (laughs) um except for a couple little times like her head bobs a little bit towards him Mm -hmm. so i was like girl is she's feeling it (laughs) you know she's getting brave and uh, this is when Josh tells her twice, like, repeatedly, actually. He's just like, it's a half carrot. It's a half carrot. Yeah. And that, he was like, it's a... There were so many, like, awkward pauses of them talking or not talking, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was just, like, silence at yeah. times. So he was like, yeah, that was... He kept repeating half carrot. And then he was like, it's a, it's a white gold set. Awkward silence. And then he was like... It's beautiful, like you. Oh, God. <laughs> it was real bad. It was so terrible. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then they just kind of, like, they're staring at each other a whole bunch. And it's just, like, it's just uncomfy. Like, yeah. they have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. So they're staring at each other. So then, thank God, Ma and Pa come back. Because I'm like, <laughs> I need something to break this up. And I noticed as soon as they came back, she starts to lean away again. So it just shows how much it's ingrained in her that, like, you can't even just sit normally next to the opposite sex. Right. Like, it is so ingrained that this is such a bad thing. Correct. Oh, oh mom, 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 pa are back. I better lean away. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty wild. Um, and then it's at this point that Josh says that their parents did give them permission to hold hands if she doesn't mind. <laughs> Slut. <laughs> and then he says in front of her parents... I just want to make sure, though, that we save our intimacy and all those things for marriage. <laughs> Yeesh. It's like everybody gets uh, it. If you guys are, if you're talking about your parents giving you permission to hold hands, I think they know you're not going to fuck him at this fucking table at Gator <laughs> Landing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
It's like, yeah, Josh, she won't even lean towards you with her parents there. <laughs> but yeah, she's just going to like, fuck you in this booth. Yeah. Like he really had to tell her to like, pause off, lady. Anyway, surprised he didn't say it was a half carrot a couple more times. So it's after that that then the waitress is like, I mean, if they want to keep it not in the public, then whatever. But people are trying to eat. People so, are trying yeah. to eat. Yeah. yeah. So that's when she says that. Oh, man. Her and Jibaloon Man are my favorite people yeah, in this episode. Funny. So then after that, it shows them driving to Arkansas, and they have Anna's sister, Susanna, and Priscilla in the back seat as chaperones. And this is where the matching clothes started. Yes. Matching, like, striped shirts again. Yeah, striped shirts. One of them was, like, a University of Arkansas shirt. They were both wearing, like, tan pants or shorts with it. And yeah. Oh, sh- shorts. Not they shorts, do- yeah. Neither one of them were shorts. Yeah, not Let's shorts. Let's be clear here. <laughs> yeah, but it was, like, a tan bottom with, like, a red Arkansas shirt. Yeah, and so then it ends with um, just a lot, a montage of them doing different things as they're like on this traveling. That's when we yeah. see all the matching outfits. There is some really fucking intense hand holding. Uh, that's that's what I put. It is so intense. Yeah, I put he's holding the fuck out of that hand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's all they have is hand fucking. Like yeah. they literally, like they literally, like she like he has his palm out like while they're while he's driving they're holding mm-hmm. hands yep. and like there's like a pillow between them it's yeah. like i'm like this is getting steamy there's a pillow out and everything yeah and, and they keep talking about the sisters as their chaperones yes it's like well they need to have a chaperone just in case well their sisters i wonder if they clearly are okay with the hand fucking because that's what's going on <laughs> and like she literally is like staring at his palms yeah and it's just it's so uncomfortable oh god it's <laughs> bad there's a lot of like longing looks uh while this intense hand holding is going on it's it's weird it's so weird um then josh says like in his talking head that in any relationship you need self-control which is real fucking rich coming from him oh because he knows all about self-control absolutely god um so the next oh we already talked about that jim bob talking about the boyfriends and the baggage and then um, Josh says that he wanted to go into a relationship with purity. There yeah. are lines you don't cross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd argue Oof. that uh, being a fucking sexual deviant is definitely uh, crossing lines and not that pure. So, yeah, uh, really rich again coming from of him. And, um, yeah, so he can't kiss, but, you know, fucking molestation. Yeah, that's fine. And then finally, it ends with um, Josh saying, Anna and I are looking forward to our wedding night, and our honeymoon is going to be great. <laughs> Gross. And then Joy, they have her like in the little talking head, and she says, Josh and Anna say I love you like a gillion times. So <laughs> so you can, t- I love that even these kids are like, fuck it already? Like, <laughs> god damn it. Like, they, they're so fucking annoying because- yeah. That's all they have. All they have is the hand holding yeah. and telling each other they love each other repeatedly because that's all they have. Right. I don't know anything about you, but I love you. Yep. Yeah. So that's how the episode ends. Do you have anything to add to that? Something that I actually just thought about uh, when Josh was talking to the family and telling them that he was going to go and propose and kind of do this. They had a couple talking heads with some of the kids. Um, I think it was jessa it was one of the older girls um was like super supportive about it like in it and i was like was she one of the ones that caught him doing something 
Because if so, it just leads into that same mindset of like, nope, mind, I'm going to put it out here and it doesn't exist if I don't think about it. Like, I, I feel like if I had caught a sibling doing something like that, like it would hard for me to be supportive of anything just because that's... Well, if it was you know. one of the, I don't know who exactly you're referring to because I don't remember, but if it was one of the older girls, Jana was in no talking heads. So if it was any, yeah. if it was Jessa or Jill, the only ones that spoke, they were both victims. Okay. So, yeah. Which, which I feel make would make it even weirder yeah, to be like, I, like, I support or maybe him like, getting, get the fuck out of get, our house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. All right. So that's it for this. Um, mm-hmm. We will take a little break and we're going to come back with the deep dive. For today's deep dive, we're going to talk about the Keller family. So, unfortunately, because they're not stars themselves like the <laughs> Duggars, there's not, you know, not having their own TV show. There's not as much for me to pull from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of unfortunate because there's not, like, always, like, a lot of direct quotes or things mm-hmm. for me to, like, pull from or whatever. And some of it is, like, hearsay. But I feel like it's still enough information Mm-hmm. that um you can kind of i just want to get a feel from where anna is coming from like yeah. what are some of the roots what's the dynamic like of her family mm-hmm. so to get started let's talk about ma and pa keller which go ahead i'm sorry no good i was just gonna say uh pa keller almost seems like a cartoon mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he does. and obviously we'll probably post a picture of him oh you know it um on the gram but he's just between his voice and just the shape of him is just it <laughs> the felt, shape of him. Yes, it, it felt very much like a cartoon character. But he wasn't off-putting by any means. Like he was a little bit endearing. Uh, he yeah. He's probably not. He's but, awful, but you know, but he's I, I pro- think yeah. He comes off as a, like more of like a he. I think he he gets more of a pass because he's like easier to digest a little bit i don't know but then he's creepy anyways so i'm actually going to start with ma keller only because there's really nothing about her too that you can really find so she'll be fast Mm -hmm. she so she everybody calls her suzette but i guess her actual name is lily suzette okay so i actually like lily better than suzette so why (laughs) she chooses the middle name to go by i don't know right but she was born april 9th 1955 so just a little interesting tidbit she's actually older than pa oh thought that was interesting um and we really don't know shit about her there was not a lot i could find about her background or anything um but i did see that she was in like the color guard or like the drill or whatever you want to call it in high school and there was a picture and i was defrauded she was showing knee and upper thigh. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, like, again, them out there, they get to get their yayas out and then look what they do to their kids later. By show- Nobody was even paying attention to her countenance. Yes, totally. I was looking at those upper thighs on <laughs> Suzette. Look at them gams. <laughs> so that's it for uh, Ma Keller. So let's talk about Pa. So, Michael Keller is his name, and he was born October 28th, 1959. Best we can tell is that maybe he was Catholic growing up. Okay. Not, I haven't, I didn't find any evidence of them being devout by any means or anything like that, but uh, it seems like his mother was buried in a Catholic cemetery, which doesn't say much, doesn't mean that they were actually, like, going to church, Mm -hmm. but there's some sort of Catholic background in his family as far as we can tell okay and all we really know is that his dad was an alcoholic 
So apparently he became a Christian at the age of 19 after attending a seminar in basic youth conflicts, which is basically like a thing for troubled teens. Oh, okay. Like he was a troubled teen. That's what it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Because so his daughter Priscilla was quoted one time like saying on her blog, I think, God truly redeemed my dad's life from sin and gave him a tremendous freedom from the past. Okay. That's kind of all I could find. Mm -hmm. Not really any specifics, but them saying that, you know, he was had this like previous life of sin. Mm. I mean, that could be quite the fucking range, right? Oh, yeah. Because we have these people who think that kissing before marriage is bad. But then, you know, molesting your sisters, they're like, eh. So when they say something's bad, it's like, what is it? Which like, type it, of bad? Yeah, there's yeah. like, yeah, there's no way to know unless they tell us specifics how bad Pa Keller really was in his Correct. youth. Oof. So then Ma and Pa, they ended up getting married on July 25th, 1980. And they end up having eight kids. Okay. Anna Bush is, League. Yeah, exactly. Like that suck stuff fucking rookie shit <laughs> so anna is the fifth in that line of eight okay and apparently paul keller had a pretty good paying job as a welder i mean they make good money as far as i know like yeah it's a pretty you know solid profession mm -hmm. and then in 1994 while he was like serving jury duty apparently <laughs> he he noticed that there was a need for volunteers in like juvenile detention centers Okay. So in 1994, he started volunteering doing that. Okay. Which led him to then in 1996, he leaves this good paying job as a welder mm -hmm. to pursue full-time prison ministry. So you got okay. eight fucking kids at home. Yeah. You leave a good paying job and you go take a job in missionary work is what it is. Yeah. Where you're now completely dependent on like donations. Like, yeah. you know, the donate, you know, like with missionary mm -hmm. work, it's always like the church will be like, oh, donate here. Or they like ask people directly, but it's completely yeah. donation based. Mm -hmm. So this is why, like, you know, not that there's anything wrong with living, living in a trailer, but they had 10 people living in a trailer in Florida mm -hmm. because he doesn't have a steady income of like you know, to provide for this gigantic. I mean, Bush League gigantic. <laughs> but but. Yeah, so he just, like, it's just crazy to me that, like, that's what you're, you're going to put your children into poverty. Right. To, you know, to just go do prison ministry when you had this good paying job. Yeah, which I think the, obviously, if he came from alcoholic father, um, obviously had kind of a troubled upbringing, I I respect the fact that you're like, hey, I, I want to help kind of kids that are going through the same thing that I went through. Yeah. Uh, but not sacrificing your entire income when you have a family that big. Yeah, that's like a that's side shit. That's the yeah. stuff that most people do on the side is Correct. like their idea of like ministry. So he goes from doing it in the juvenile detention centers to like any kind of prison type setting. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, he does everything now. And you'll actually see in the show going forward that when he goes to like the women's prisons and stuff, like Anna and her sisters would go with him okay and would also minister you know alongside him and stuff so i guess this is you know we got to give credit when mm -hmm. credit is due uh you know part of parenting is preparing your children for the future right <laughs> so we can't say he didn't prepare anna for getting comfy with the prison setting that's true so good on pa keller preparing anna for the future. <laughs> preparing anna for the future getting her comfy 
So uh, apparently he does this ministry like working for, a, a, I don't know what you call it, like, I don't know if you call it an administration. I don't know what the fuck you call him, but it's called Rock of Ages Prison Ministry. Rock of Ages. <laughs> I'm like, what the, quite the name. That feels like very much the, we're going to appeal to the youth. Yeah. So I looked up Rock of, Rock of Ages Prison Ministry and I went to their website. And as soon as I pulled up the website, the first like pop-up thing that like you can't do anything else until you answer this, mm-hmm. they're already coming at me, you know? Oh. The, the first thing they ask is, do I want to join their mailing list? <laughs> and so I said, fuck yes, I do. <laughs> so I went into the little form mm-hmm. and for the email, I put in the podcast email. So it's digging up the duggers <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at Gmail. And for my first name, I put in Jeebus. <laughs> and for my last name, I put in Duggar. Yeah, it would fit. I, I have gotten no emails, so hmm. we'll have to wait and see if uh, if I get some emails from Rock of Ages, because um, I am looking forward to it. Oh, man. Imagine the deep dive on that. Yep. So then I like poked around on the side a little bit, wanted to see if I could find anything else out. Got to some place that was about prayer. Okay. I go and I click on it, and there are two options. It says, sign up to pray. <laughs> And then it says, log in to pray. Oh. I mean, and like, I know I haven't stepped foot in a church in 16 years, but I'm like, is this how we're doing it now? <laughs> like, are we like emailing God now? Like, <laughs> is that how it works? So I, I, I was, uh, thought that was interesting. Better remember your password, because if you don't, you're not going to be able to pray. <laughs> and uh, this is when I was like, oh, you know, God would definitely have a Gmail <laughs> Zing. right 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 uh he wouldn't have a yahoo account <laughs> none of that yahoo no so so then um i, I just kind of kept looking around and honestly like they they don't tell you a whole lot so i just i aborted after that <laughs> careful terminology there, there you go so while Pa Keller has been working for them, he has published two books and it's geared towards prisoners. I'm pretty sure it was done like under the umbrella like of that company. Okay. Because it's not like, I, I don't know. But so the two books, one is called When Tragedy Hits You and the other is called Breaking the Bondage of Addictions. Okay. This will definitely be future fodder, but uh, not right now. I... I think those could be deep dives within themselves. Oh, <laughs> so, damn. Yeah. So okay. we will, we'll get into that another time. I actually haven't read, I've like skimmed, but oh yeah, there's some good ones there. But oh. I, today I just kind of wanted to focus on like the family. Okay. So look, the little teaser for at some point in the future, <laughs> Pa Keller's uh, publications. So that's kind of it on what I have about the parents, not a whole lot. So um, now I just really want to get into like talking about the kids and other things that I've like read about the family dynamic as a whole. Mm -hmm. So it's been like written in several places because you know how like one place reports something and then everybody else picks it up. So you just read the same thing. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. So there was at one point there was a source that says this and this is where I hate it. Like normally when I'm kind of doing my deep dives, I'm going into like Duggar books or their actual belief systems where mm-hmm. I can look things up or quotes from themselves. It's kind of a bummer that I'm just going off of source and hoping that it's correct. Yeah. <laughs> but this source says that the Kellers um, are actually more extreme than the Duggars in some ways. 
Um, <laughs> how? Because they said that the kids were like really discouraged from talking about their feelings. Oh, damn. Like n- not with each other as siblings. Only You only talk about your feelings with your parents. And they Weird. went so far as to say, you know, this is only... This is only things you talk about with mom and dad. And each kid got a scheduled 15 minutes a week to sit with the parents and talk about their feelings. You can only fill things for 15 minutes. So, like, I was actually um, thinking <sighs> about it where I was like, wait, I'm like, Tim, you sit down with your GM once a week, right? Yep. It's a one-on-one. <laughs> How long does that one-on-one generally last? Um, Short ones are 20 minutes. Long ones are an hour. Okay. So, possibly in one meeting you get more than they get from their parents in a month. Yeah. I mean, that's when I go over my, my, that's the only time that I go over my feelings with my GM. Which is like, it's a wild thing because it's not like it's just, it would be bad enough if it was even just like you get 15 minutes a a week of undivided attention from your parents. That's Mm -hmm. bad enough as it is, but it is their only outlet to talk about their feelings because they're not supposed to talk about it with their siblings. It's so When I first read it, because like the way, like sometimes I get the ideas for the deep dives kind of like early on in the week and then I start to, you know, like that grows and like whatever so i build off things i when i first read this saying that they only got 15 minutes a week i was like okay that's really extreme and like because i don't have anything besides source i'm like is this correct like i wonder but then going back to what i said earlier i believe it because of Mm -hmm. when paul keller was saying oh be quiet don't talk about this when she told him that she had feelings for josh remember in the very beginning interesting so it's like when I could totally see that she got her 15, one week she decided with her 15 minutes that she was going to tell them that she right. thought Josh was the one. And mm-hmm. then he says, oh, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. So God. to me, I'm like, no, this has to be correct because now it all links up and makes yeah. total sense. And, you know, it makes sense because number one, it's a total control tactic. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you don't want your kids talking about their feelings because in, in this regard, specifically regarding having like feelings for the opposite sex, you mm. don't, you can't be talking about that because that could lead to lust, you know, <laughs> you can't be having lustful thoughts. Yeah. But take your pick of any other topic. These siblings were told they couldn't even talk about things with each other. Cause let's just say, for example, one of them had a few doubts about some of their beliefs. Correct. If they talk to each other about it, mm-hmm. you start to lose control because it spreads. Yep. So it's literally just like the biggest way to control your kids. And obviously I'm not going to uh, convert to whatever religion they are, but I'm curious as to like what what purpose does that hold in their faith? Like what? why are they doing that? I don't agree with it, but I understand the the don't have sex before you're you're married stuff because that makes sense in their ideals of like purity and and having something special for this person that you're gonna potentially spend gross. the rest of your life with gift but, for them gross <laughs> but um I'm I'm curious as to like what are what's your reasoning behind telling them not to talk about their feelings even with their siblings like what what where did God say that in your religious text? I don't you know? even think, I don't even think they even pass it off as religious. I think it is just like their family, their family it's, rules. Like this is just how it is. And odd. yeah, it is so fucked up. So yeah, they get those uh, 15 minutes a week to talk about their feelings and that's it, which also gives, you know, 
credence to how stunted and juvenile they are mm-hmm. because they can't express themselves in right. any kind of way. Yeah. Which um, I think even leads into the way she just acts like so shocked and so breathless. It's like they don't even know what feelings feel like. They, yeah. It's, they don't know how to express themselves. No, yeah. No form of, you know, processing. They, you know, they don't know mm-hmm. how to. And I got feelings about that crunchy hair, but I better not say anything. <laughs> Only with Ma Keller. <laughs> You got Friday at 8 o'clock <laughs> till 8.15. I can pencil you in until 8.15, but right after that, I got a meeting. That's it. Yeah. So um, that's that just kind of gives you the family dynamics a little bit. So now... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that's sad. It is. It's I really, wanted it is. I wanted Pa Keller to be like an innocent bystander in this and be like a really good, endearing cartoon character of a man. Nope. Uh, but he's not. That's nope, kind of sad. Comes crashing so, down. So, the airarchy so far, the top 10 list of people that I like in this show, Jabloon Man is definitely on the top, <laughs> so leading the pack. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, when you were saying, like, oh, he seems like, so, I'm like, mm, mm, not, not really, <laughs> but we'll get there, but not really. He's really not a good guy. Okay, so now let's talk about their eight kids. Just going to run through their names in order real quick. It goes Esther, Rebecca, Daniel, Priscilla. Anna, Susanna, Nathan, David. Okay. Starting at the top with Esther. So she is deep in the Kool-Aid. <laughs> like deep. And she married like a total wackadoodle guy named like John Schrader. And they have been working, and I say working with air quotes right here. Okay. Working as missionaries with their baker's dozen fucking kids. <laughs> In Zambia since 2012. Okay. So, you know, that's just what the world needs. Bunch of culty fucking white people uh, preaching the word in (laughs) Africa because that's what they need. Yeah. So they have been there for years. And even prior to that, there was at one point that I read that they were traveling in a pop-up, pop-up, like trailer with their kids doing like missionary work and shit. And it's like. So they live a wild life of, and so they're <laughs> grifting too. This whole, it's just like the, it's just that, just like they learned from Pa, mm. just living off of donations and just grifting everywhere you go. <laughs> That's kind of it on Esther. So Rebecca, so she also married a Josh back in 2004. So four years before Anna got married and uh, he was actually a groomsman in Josh and Anna's wedding. So I'll definitely be like watching for that. <laughs> They had two daughters together, but ready for this? Uh Uh-oh. They divorced (gasps) in 2015. Oh, my god! What would the Lord say? Is it because she said it, uh, she expressed her feelings and he (laughs) wasn't about that? It took 16 minutes to express her feelings. (laughs) So she divorced, they get divorced in 2015 and she like remarried this like fucking ancient guy, like ancient, (laughs) like in the family pictures way older than pa old damn so it's interesting okay and it's kind of unclear as to exactly when they got remarried but all we know is that in 2018 the whole family went to rebecca's house for uh thanksgiving so that was kind of the first time people were like oh shit she got like remarried okay and so he's old but apparently he's rich as fuck. Hey, like, there you super go. Super rich. Like their house is really big. Mm-hmm. And like he's retired from like he was way high up. I can't even remember the company now, but like he's a super rich dude. 
Get it, girl. So Rebecca <laughs> is completely out of the cult at this point. Okay. So funny. First kid, deep in it. Second one, out of it. Yeah. Keeping score here. Did they have any kids? No. He. So they okay. just have her. They're, I, if I remember correctly, they're like teenager, like preteen, two girls from that first marriage, and that's it. Okay. So um, I'm thinking he's old, and he's probably happy to just, you know, have her too and... I don't know I'm speculating at this point, yeah. but yeah, no, no kids between the two of them together. So then after Rebecca's Daniel, so Daniel married a girl out of the church. Dan- Her name was Candace. Oh, and supposedly Daniel was shunned by Ma and Pa from like 2011 to 2014. Okay. And he and his wife, Candace, they adopted a son together in 2012 but they also ended up divorcing in 2016. Wow. He's now, I think, remarried. I can't tell if he's just with, if he's actually remarried or just with another woman. Okay. There's not a whole lot of information on that. So mm-hmm. um, just kind of skip over that for now. And we will definitely talk more about what the next thing I'm about to say more in the future. Mm-hmm. But it was just worth giving a little bit of it right now. When the first scandal broke in 2015 with Josh. Mm-hmm. Daniel was extremely vocal about wanting Anna to leave him. Okay. So. <laughs> Which divorce seems normal amongst those yes, kids. Right? So. so he was very vocal and he was like on Facebook a lot and like commenting mm-hmm. on things. And he said, <laughs> I love this. He talked about how he would pay to move her and the kids out of, you know, away from Josh mm-hmm. and that he would help her. And then he said, and quote, I won't stop trying to get that pig out of our family. Damn. Daniel coming in hot. That is the, I think the most, um, the most mustard I've seen on any of the comments about like this stuff. <laughs> He's up, he and Alice should be b- besties, you know? <laughs> so he won't stop until he can get that pig out of the family. And then wow. people were kind of like giving him shit being like, oh, like, are you just all talk? Like, have you said this to Anna? You're on here, like blowing it up on social media. Mm-hmm. But have you actually said any of these things to Anna yourself? And his response to one lady was, yeah, bitch, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, wow. yeah, so we will talk more about him way down the road. Mm-hmm. But I think that those were just funny enough to insert there. But also I thought that was important to show like kind of the family like Mm -hmm. the standing the dynamics yeah and you know obviously he didn't take her up on this offer Mm -hmm. but he did offer it and i am definitely a daniel keller fan so you said he was in their wedding right that was Um, what you said no no, that was no i was talking about the i don't know he might have been i don't remember but okay i was talking about rebecca's ex-husband the first husband that was also named joshua the reason why i asked is because i wanted to add somebody to my list of favorite people on the show so far and he's definitely moving up the ladder he might have been in their wedding i will double check and we will we will see okay okay so next in line is priscilla priscilla is also deep in the kool-aid okay so she married david waller and david waller is very actively involved in their cults okay which um he was also the guy if you remember from the letters the character letters the one that droned on and on about josh helping him build a deck for mom pa yeah he's the deck guy okay (laughs) so he seems like a big deck (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) high five um but 
yeah so it's kind of fun now that you can just kind of like piece these little things together like mm. oh that was the deck guy and oh, yeah, yeah so so this is priscilla's husband they have six kids and i just wanted to point out that their family website the the url for it is davidlovespriscilla.com <laughs> Oh, man. I bet he also has a heart screensaver on his computer like Josh did. Oh, man. I'm I'm assuming you've explored this website. A little bit. Um, I had to move along, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. Did you log in to pray? There was no login feature. Oh, okay. There, um, yeah. yeah, so no, no login. mailing list. I, I'm not no. sure about that, but it wasn't the first thing that popped up. There probably is a mailing list, I swear <laughs> to God, but there was no pop-up okay. immediately trying to like lure me in. <laughs> So next in line is Anna, and we kind of know how Anna's life has turned out, so we can just, you know, keep moving on. After Anna is her sister, Susanna, Okay. which the fact that it's Anna and then immediately a Susanna, it's like these fucking fundies in their name, man. We got, remember we had Jana, Joanna, Johanna, mm-hmm. and now we have an Anna, Susanna. There like, should be a Susie in there somewhere, too. Jesus so Christ. Anna, Susie, Well, we have Suzette. Mom is Suzette. There you go. There it is. So, but yep. it's just, um, yeah, the, the whole naming thing is wild. <laughs> it's like you can come up with anything different. Jesus. <laughs> How do you feel about that name? Oh, never mind. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> right. In our <laughs> scheduled time. Uh, so Susanna and Anna were close. And if you remember, both Priscilla and Susanna were the ones that were the chaperones with them. Correct. Because like Anna's right sandwiched between the two of them. Susanna and Anna were particularly close, according to what people say. They actually look very similar. Yeah. They are very similar. Susanna is cuter. And she's actually <laughs> cuter. She's really pretty now. Like, I think Susanna is very pretty. Mm-hmm. But they, they definitely look very um, similar. But little Susanna... She's the black sheep of the family. Oh. Because, and are you ready for this one? Oh, man. Good thing I'm sitting down. Susanna had a child out of wedlock. Oh, my. God. Don't ask her siblings how they <laughs> feel about it. She was also, like, she didn't ever, she, I, it sounds like she may have been briefly engaged to the dad, but it's not, like, totally confirmed. Okay. But she was definitely engaged like a couple of times mm-hmm. before she ended up finally getting married in 2019. And it's kind of funny because her wedding pictures are very defrauding. <laughs> she is wearing a strapless gown. It's very pretty. Like she looks great. Mm-hmm. And there's a like pictures posted of, you know, her and her new husband with mm-hmm. Anna and Josh. Gross. And it's uh, I just wanted to point this out cuz it's unfortunate. Anna is fucking leaking. Like she's got like a leaky boob through her dress and we're everybody's like, couldn't the fucking photographer have like edited that out? Right. It got posted on social media and like nobody took it down. Like everybody's just posting her leaky ass boob. And then she stands next to fucking Geppetto. It's like the worst (laughs) picture ever. So yeah. Um, Oh man. So Susanna was definitely the black sheep and she now has since had another child with her husband. Okay. But she was out there. So one out of wedlock and then one with the with the hub. Yes, correct. Okay. Moving along down the chain, next is Nathan. And I didn't really find a whole lot about him like personally. Sounds like he's maybe not that interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he <laughs> married um, Nuri Rodriguez in 2020, which uh, it's not huge deal but she's just from another like weird fucking funny family okay. they're just also interwoven Same flavor yeah they're just also interwoven with each other it's just it's weird and just because this is kind of funny 
Yeah. It was, it's apparently been, <laughs> it's been said by a couple people noted it, that apparently Anna made a bitchy comment about Nuri's uh, wedding dress. Okay. And uh, I finally looked it up today. I have to say it was really fucking ugly. <laughs> really <laughs> ugly. But I just think it's real rich coming from Anna because you'll see in their, their wedding episode, like Anna's dress looked like a fucking dinner napkin. <laughs> so I was just like, you're giving this girl shit and you wore a dinner napkin to your wedding? <laughs> So, anyways. Speaking of, like, odd clothing, um, when they were showing her chaperone, Anna's chaperone sisters, um, they were both wearing, like, floor-length denim. That's the look. That's the fundy look. And I remember looking at it, and I'm like, one of those dresses is consuming, like, seven yards of (laughs) denim. Like, it's so much denim. Yeah. It's like Jinko jeans from the 90s is how it feels. Like, yeah. there's just so... How heavy is that? It looks heavy. Like, as you're walking, you're like... Like, like I feel like I can hear the noise just looking at them. Like the yeah. Boom. It's yeah. like a core workout. Seriously. Okay, so... Um, apparently... So, that was rumored, right? About the whole wedding dress comment. Bitchy <laughs> comment. Napkin. And it's... <laughs> And it's funny because Nuri did unfollow Anna on social media, Ooh. like shortly after that. So people are like, "Is that what it is?" Like you know, so it just becomes a speculation, but it's kind of fun because right. you're like it kind of lines up. And um, apparently, Paul Keller at their wedding said that she was just the most gorgeous bride he's ever said. And people were like, "We specifically who were at the wedding were like that. That was kind of an odd thing to say." Because mm-hmm. he has all these daughters, right? And now you're calling your daughter-in-law, and then again, you're also like, it's just a thing to say, too. Correct. But people are like, did he know that Anna made a bitchy comment, so he was trying to like overcompensate, or oh <laughs> so? God. It's just kind of like funny little like drama. Right. So even the Fundy sister-in-laws have drama. <laughs> so they, you know, got married in 2020, and they already have one kid, and they're pregnant with another. Okay. Last but not least is the baby of the family and it's um david nathaniel is his middle name he's the first person i pointed out the middle name only because it goes nathan and then david nathaniel Mm. so again with the fucking name (laughs) repetition it's like christ (laughs) so uh, it's kind of the same thing with him there's not a ton of information about him in particular Mm. but he did marry hannah reber november 19th of 2021 okay so hannah is the daughter of the couple that were the custodians for Josh after his arrest pre-trial. Okay. So if you remember the letters, if you go back to the letters, it was her dad, LeCount, was the one that, you know, was like, oh, he takes out the garbage and he cleared out our carport and he conditioned the wood of our cabinets. Mm -hmm. So that's Hannah's dad. Did you say LeCount? LeCount. That's his name? LeCount Reber. Yep. LeCount. Yes. That's a really good name. And then his wife is Maria. And my understanding with them, just a little bit of backstory on them, is that they're friends of Jim, Bob, and Michelle, but this isn't like a this isn't like a go way back relationship. Okay. This isn't like their relationship that they had with the Holtz or anything. This mm-hmm. is more of like a newer friendship and they are a bit younger. I think they're in their like mid forties. Mm-hmm. And so my understanding is that they don't know they didn't know Josh that well. They're just friends with Jim, Bob, and Michelle. Okay. And it was pretty interesting because the wife did not seem down for having Josh in their house. Mm. Like she was not, she did not seem like she was for it. But again, she's listening to her headship. Her headship (laughs) says they're doing it. So they did it. And there was even times that she called like 911 about like, 
you know, people were coming, creeping around their house because okay. of Josh being there. Right. But like she talked about being uncomfortable and right. like she did at some point express like, you know, having their adult daughter in their house. She's referring to Hannah. She was saying that she was kind of uncomfortable with Josh being there because of having her daughter, Hannah. Okay. So that's their daughter, Hannah. And apparently Hannah teaches piano mm-hmm. and she always did it out of their house. Yeah. When Josh came, she had to, because he couldn't be around minors, remember? (laughs) So she ended up having to, like, teach somewhere else. So she ended up having to, like, switch around. But the reason I bring this all up is because, you know, so Josh moved in with the Reavers in May of 2021. Okay. And it really appears that Hannah met, you know, David Keller and got to know him because of Josh being there. Yeah. So... it looks like they, they announced being engaged in August of 2021, but everybody's like, they totally got engaged in July mm. because the, the pictures that they posted of her, like holding out her hand with her ring on and everything in August mm-hmm. is the exact same background of them, like on a lake or something, mm-hmm. same clothes as pictures that they posted in July. So you could tell that they had been dating for what? A month and a half. Right. They run and get engaged. They kept it a secret until they thought it would be a little bit more palatable in August, Mm. which I mean, that's still nothing in terms of engagement. And then they were married by November. So then they got married November 19th, which is just weeks before the trial started. Okay. So it's just kind of really funny how all of these families interweave with each other. Yeah. There you go. So you have LeCount that you know was the custodian for josh and then you know david keller comes to like apparently be there with anna and them and then Mm. now the dog so they're and then hannah meets him and it's just like they're just all these funny families are just interwoven yeah i love the name lecount it's like he's a big fan of like french sesame street (laughs) le oscar le le grouch (laughs) (laughs) oscar le grouch (laughs) yeah so he's Uh. lecount (laughs) anywho so the reason I think it's really interesting to find out where all the siblings are at in their lives, mm-hmm. I feel like it really like shines a light on Anna really being so doubling down on sticking beside Josh. Mm-hmm. Because it's interesting to me. It's not like she's coming from a family where nobody has left right. or nobody has divorced. She yep. has three siblings that are divorced mm-hmm. and she has... Or, I mean, um, th- I'm sorry, I said three siblings out of the cult, mm-hmm. two divorced. So it's not like she's coming from this, like, this is completely blasphemous. Yes, it is blasphemous within their cult. Yeah. But from her actual family, there are people here being like, been there, done that. Like, and and they all still get together. You know, like her family still mm-hmm. seems like, you know, like close-ish, you know, right. or whatever. But so it just makes her, her decision to stay in all this interesting because it's not something she hasn't seen done. Yeah. And their circumstances don't sound as nearly bad as what she's going through. And yet somehow she still insists on staying and standing by him. Right. And now we know that she has at least one sibling that completely offered to get her out and come stay with them. Mm-hmm. She has that Aggressively. Offer. Yes, aggressively. <laughs> and then we have another one that we know has a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that we don't know if Rebecca offered monetary help or offered her to come yeah but it definitely like you, you know no, kind of knowing that there's some money somewhere involved and if they want her out i'm sure they might be helpful in some way she had the means yes to get out yeah. yeah and so you know it's and then 
just this example of people who did leave and like their world didn't completely end. Right. So it just, it just makes it all the more interesting to me. Yeah. And uh, it made me really like sit and think for a minute about how, you know, like comparing the Kellers to the Duggars mm-hmm. with the kids. Now, granted, again, you said Bush League where they only have eight. <laughs> only But eight? out of eight kids, they have three completely out. So, yes, they have like a few of them that are, you know, deep in it. Yeah. But out of eight, three completely out. The ratio is interesting, right? <laughs> and so then we have the Duggars who they have 19 kids. And don't quote me, but I want to say that there's maybe like four under 18 left at home. Okay. But out of, so that leaves like, what is that? Let's just say there's 15 adult children, right? Mm-hmm. And out of 15, only two of them have left the cult completely. Right. And that is Ginger and that is Jill, but they're still very conservative Christians, but they're mm-hmm. not like within like the cult anymore. Yeah. But that ratio of out of 15 to only two, where they have three completely out, out, of, out right. of only eight kids, mm-hmm. I just find really interesting. So I'm like, I was asking myself like, you know, what's the difference and I literally was just like, oh, that's just, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. And then yet, and then it just like hit me where I was like, it's money. It's money. It's yep. money. Because yep. the Kellers are dirt fucking poor, <laughs> but the Duggars have money. Right. And so that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And it was even more clear to me because yesterday for Father's Day, Jessa posted this whole thing about, you know, Jim Bob. And she's one of the ones that are definitely under his thumb. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are whether, because he was the one doling out the money from the show to each of the kids or not at all. If he gave them, it's like some of them, he didn't give any money. Correct. But he's the one doling out the money or he's giving them resources. There's mm-hmm. like houses that they own or they do this, or yeah. there's a ton of businesses within the family, lots mm-hmm. of LLCs. And in some way, if you're connected in that, you still, you're still under the thumb, you know, like right. you're still being controlled. So yeah, that made it more clear to me than ever that really it's money that probably keeps, and not saying all of them would leave, Mm -hmm. but the ratio I think would be very different from what it is. Yeah. I mean, and with the four that are still under 18 and at home, is there the possibility that, you know, Jennifer could come in and be like, I'm going to fuck this shit up, you know, and like, you know, know, do the, everybody talks about like, Jennifer is going to do the tell all or Jennifer, you know, or like just like joking around. It's possible that some of these last ones could, but even then it's like how, or how many years is going to take for, for these kids to eventually start kind of dropping out of this? Is it when the money really starts to run out? Like, it'll be an interesting thing to watch as time goes Mm -hmm. on, like. I think it'll be interesting to watch the change in relationship with the older kids and Jim Bob once the money starts to go too. Yeah. You know, like you've been reliant on them for so long, whether you got married and like went and did other things, like they've been so dependent on that like cash cow Mm -hmm. that, oh, now you're going to start to see how reliant were they you know exactly and then it was even funnier to me because with jess's post for father's day Mm. um people on reddit it cracked me up people were like um this is misleading this doesn't have a sponsored ad tag at the top of it (laughs) because it's like sponsored by jim bob (laughs) because because you know she probably they fall they feel some obligation i'm sure to like talk good of him Mm -hmm. because you know he's controlling things correct yeah, just interesting. The Kellers, there's a lot of freedom for the Kellers. They may have grown up dirt poor, but there's a lot of freedom in that because they depend on their parents for fucking nothing. Right. Leaving and getting out meant nothing. You know, like mm-hmm. it, no fucks given. They just wanted somebody they could tell their feelings to. For like 17 minutes. Yeah. A day. Not even. 
<laughs> getting getting greedy, man. Luxury. Greedy. Yep. So that's it. That kind of sums up my little little bit, little teeny bit of a dive into the Kellers, understanding their family a little mm-hmm. bit more, seeing where Anna comes from, shining the light on how it's even more wild that she stays where she is. Yeah. Given the examples she has around her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How incredible Jibaloon Man was. Yep, that was it. Yep, that yep. Fu Manchu was epic. Yep, I'll have to go back and look at that for sure. That'll be yep. part of the visuals. <laughs> you speak so highly of it, it has to be included <laughs> in the visuals. Oh, shoot, I did remember, you know, I like to also share current breaking news. Okay. I should have done this in the beginning, damn it. <laughs> current breaking news. Jason, so remember, Jason suit. Blue suit. Treehouse. Yep. The one that actually did put out a comment about Geppetto, even though he's still living at home in the treehouse. <laughs> Jason was pictured on social media on a boat, shirtless. Whoa. Titties whoa. out and everything. Wow. He is the first Duggar titty to, to make its way. <laughs> the you first know. slip. Yeah, he, he definitely double nip slips. Um <laughs> Yeah, so he's the first because you'll see as time goes on what this family wears to go swimming. It is, it is. Oh, oh God. God, I can't wait for you to see it. It's, <laughs> this is why I'm loving this so much, watching you see these things for the first time. Oh, but uh, yeah, so Jason Duggar, titties out. Wow. Free the nipple. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I, wonder what, I wonder what Lego hair thought. Breaking news. So breaking news. <laughs> Whitney Salgado reporting. <laughs> That's it for today. Once again, just going back, special shout out to It's Rouse Dower. Yes. Uh, that was, uh, she left a kind of a voice message that, that was super sweet. So, yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll, I'll be posting her her special count. Her, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some, she's got some other counts that are funny going forward. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening and sticking with us through Josiah. We're at the Josiah episode. (laughs) And don't forget, we have an Instagram where we post visuals. We do some little things and stories. It is digging up the Duggars pod. Yep. Then we have an email Mm -hmm. digging up the Duggars at Gmail. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Have a good week. Bye.